0: You found this podcast probably because you know a little bit about our ministry called Time of Grace and our passion about connecting people to God through all kinds of media. Well, did you know that we do a lot more besides just television and podcasting? If you check out our website, timeofgrace.org, you're going to find tons of ways to learn about the good news of Jesus. From daily written devotions to daily video devotions— Tons of podcasts, blogs, our Bible basic series called Bible Breath, and books and books and resources and more resources to help you in your walk with God. So if you're interested in any of that, just go to timeofgrace.org. If there's one thing I've learned from being a pastor for the past 12 years is that everyone wants the same passage. You can imagine, in my work, I get to deal with people in all kinds of situations. He comes into my office and he's struggling with pornography. He just doesn't seem to have the self-control to say no to his next click. And he wants out. He wants more self-control. And then that couple walks in whose relationship is not going so well. And they argue about how they feel. point fingers and accuse over sins that have been committed. What they really want in their marriage and in their home is more love. And then there's the teenage girl who feels so anxious. She doesn't have any peace. She worries about the worst what-if questions. She really would love to have a peace that goes beyond understanding. But she doesn't know where to find it. And then the guy comes in who just feels stuck in his spiritual life. There's no happiness. No joy, no passion, no excitement. He used to have it now he doesn't. And he's not sure how to get it back. And it dawns on me as I listen to all these different kinds of stories that everyone wants the same passage. That's why, as a pastor, I turn into an amateur artist. I say to them as I draw on my notebook the word love or joy or peace or self-control, And I draw a little circle around it and a little stem on top and I turn it into a piece of fruit. Then I draw a bushy bushy tree around all the fruit and a nice trunk and I say to them, I think what you want is the fruit of the Spirit. Then I open my Bible to this well-worn page that I've turned to in countless counseling situations and I read these words. But the fruit of the Spirit is love joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I bet that's what you want, too. I'm not sure what you're going through right now in your life or how you want to grow spiritually, but I have a feeling that more love, more peace, more joy, more self-control is probably on your list. So how do you get that stuff? What do I say as a pastor to people in those situations and in those moments? And what would I say today to you? Well, this is going to be earth shattering, so write this down. I would say that fruit comes from roots. Okay, maybe that's not that that shocking, right? Fruit doesn't like pop on a tree because you pray. It doesn't just appear out of nowhere one day. Fruit good fruit, healthy, satisfying fruit grows because a tree has good roots. And notice what I said, good roots. I read an article by a forestry professor a number of years ago named Thomas Perry. And his research had proven that when fruit and leaves grow on a tree, it's because those sections of the tree are connected to certain roots beneath the soil. I chop off one of the roots and some of the fruit won't grow. And I realize that's so true for you and me when it comes to spiritual things. That when we have all of our roots, all of what some people call the spiritual disciplines of church and community and prayer and Bible study, those roots produce incredible fruit. But chop off one or two of those roots, you know, just pray a little bit here or stop in a church once or twice a month and you might not get as much fruit as you'd like. And that's why, this week, I want to talk to you about the fruit of the Spirit. If you're like the people at my church, it's exactly what you want. And this week, I'm going to show you exactly how to get it. And here's my promise to you. I promise I won't beat you over the head with all these things that you need to do. Instead, I want to open your eyes to the potential. That if you had more roots, you might produce more fruit. It might not happen overnight. That's not how fruit works. But if we could get you connected to a good church, and get you into good habits at home. If we could connect you to people who can encourage you, pray for you, forgive you and point you back to Jesus, in in time, those roots would produce love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and self-control. Exactly what you want. So brother, sister, if you want more fruits, then get good roots. Let's pray. Uh, Father, we wish you said that love and joy and peace was a gift. Then we just pray and one of your angels would deliver it to our doorstep. But you didn't say that. You said this is a process. It's spiritually organic and we need patience to watch it work. And so that's what I, I pray to you this week. That we wouldn't be deceived into thinking that a couple minutes watching a screen would change our characters. Instead, we would listen to the words from these devotions and then you would help us to put them into practice. Father, help us to have great roots in Jesus this week that we can produce the fruit of the Spirit. We ask this all in Jesus' name, amen.